0: so that you can serve the world with an even bigger impact. Hello, and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women, Impeccable Health for High-Performing Women. I'm Dr. Alex Ridley, your host, and today we are diving into episode number 18, where I had the honor and privilege of interviewing the incredible Tracy Litt. I will introduce Tracy in a moment before we start the interview, but before I do that, I would just wanted to share you know, this episode, outside of I believe that any of the episodes on this show have the ability to change your life, but this one in particular is a showstopper. You will want to be taking notes. You will probably want to listen to this multiple times, and you want to be paying attention. So make sure you're in a place to do that, and the conversation that you're about to listen to is powerful and awesome and literally can transform your life or get you started, I should say. It's not going to do it in one, one show, but it's amazing. So who is Tracy Litt? If Brene Brown and Tony Robbins had a baby, that baby would be Tracy. Tracy is a spiritual advisor and mindset teacher to women leaders and entrepreneurs. She's a highly sought-after keynote speaker, a TEDx speaker, and an international best-selling author. She's a powerhouse of energy exuding unconditional love and light. Tracy is stunningly direct, getting straight to the heart of what's real and what's true, all while remaining loving, playful, empathetic, and supportive. Tracy teaches visionary women leaders and entrepreneurs to rise in all aspects of themselves. Her work is guided by the core principle that we are the root cause of everything we experience, and therefore we are only ever one choice away from altering our life and results. She's the creator of Choice Work, a powerful and practical methodology that dramatically elevates prosperity, happiness, and fulfillment, one choice at a time. Her work emboldens female leaders to go deeper in order to live lighter And she teaches women who seem to have it all to stop settling, censoring, and hiding, and to finally show up and operate from the highest version of themselves. So this conversation is amazing, and we will go ahead and dive into the interview right now. Hello, and welcome back to Rejuvenated Women. I'm Dr. Alex, your host, and I am beyond excited to introduce today's guest. I am joined by the amazing Tracy Litt. So Tracy, welcome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to hang out with you.
0: I can't wait. So we're just going to dive into this. We, you know, I, you're one of those people that when I first got to know you, I was like, I have to talk to her. She's just incredible. So <laughs> thank um, you. I'm, I'm super psyched for this conversation we're about to have. And let's just go ahead and dive in. You know, we're talking high achieving women, health, all these things. And I know you've got some thoughts on it. So I'm going to let you just dive in.
1: Yes. Yes. So um, high achieving women, as you and I both relate to that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many things we think we need to be to fall into that high, that, that high achieving women category of the persona, right? This kind of yeah. all things to all people. I've got this. Let me control it. I'll be on top of it. I can bounce back from it. I don't need anything. I'm high achieving, which is interesting because the association of the word in and of itself, like I get a visual, right? Do you? Like, it's like, you know, and what is so interesting about it is that to truly be not only high achieving, but fulfilled, satiated, successful, not just in the sense of what you've achieved externally, but successful in how you feel in the hours of your day. We need to be everything but what we think we need to be to be high achieving.
0: I love it. And that's, that's so powerful on so many levels. Because I think, you know, I know for me, and this is true of a lot of women who, you know, we're out to do a lot. We have big dreams. We, we achieve a lot. And for so many of us, it's driven by almost like an unhealthy need to fulfill something that like we, it's some void that we don't know how to fulfill. And it's about recognizing kind of, you know, slowing down long enough to like have success in every minute of the day and not constantly be driven by this
1: deep desire to like push to the next thing. I'm preaching to the choir right here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. A thousand percent. And you know, what's interesting about that, I, lo- I love this conversation already, and I love, I our, vi- I love our vibe. Um, it's like this finish line that just continues to move further out yeah. every time you hit it, right? And for what? What are you actually chasing at the end of the day, which so beautifully kind of weaves into why I'm here on this planet? Mm-hmm. What's really going on underneath the control and the dark, resili- the dark side of resilience and the pushing and the doing and the being all things is some form or fashion of not feeling enough. Yeah. Th- this is the truth. This is my, is my base mission in the world, which is to truly eradicate the actual pandemic, which is unworthiness, right? Not feeling yeah. enough. Yeah. So we try to assert ourselves into being enough or be right all the time to be enough or be all things to all people. So see my value, right? And, Mm -hmm. or achieve, achieve, achieve. The more external success I get, look, look, look at me. The more enough I am when really what's going on at the core, just our little girls are like, flailing around like could you just see me could you just hear me could somebody just give me a hug you know and remind me oh my worth is my birthright
0: that's so powerful and (laughs) like so hard to i mean you're like speaking into my soul right now. (laughs) I knew we were gonna go here. (laughs) I love it. But you know, and especially for women, it's like we have such this underlying belief that we are somehow unworthy. And I think it's what drives a lot of like what I talk about on the show and in women's health is this selfless syndrome where we, you know, we constantly give and give and give and give and do and do and do and just pile our plates so high and completely lose sight of ourselves in the in the midst of that and often lose our health in the process too. And you know, so as we're digging into this, like where, where do you suggest we start for those you know those listening to the show that are like, okay, you're speaking into my soul, Tracy. Now, now what do I do with this? How how do I start to transform that conversation?
1: Mm, well, I think the first and most powerful essential thing is normalize yourself because we're all in this together. We this is like this is one of the pillars of, of real compassion, right? Is understanding the collective, the uh, Kristen Neff, who studies and researches specifically self-compassion, calls it common humanity, right? It's, it's, it's realizing instead of isolating and judging yourself going, oh my God, I can't believe I never noticed this or whatever you might be thinking right now as you listen to us talk about it. The first thing I need you to do, put your hand on your heart and give yourself some grace, right? Yeah. Take a deep breath and go, oh, okay. So I'm getting cracked open right now. This is awesome because we can't change what we don't notice and we can't shift what we don't acknowledge. And you're not alone, right? You're not alone. Every, when, when I say every, every human, but we're talking about women because I serve women and you serve women,
0: mm-hmm.
1: lands somewhere in the spectrum of, I don't feel like I'm enough, smart enough, pretty enough, talented enough, skinny enough, tall enough, good enough, fill in the blank enough. So you're not alone, that's the first component of it, right? Yeah. And then it's about digging in and doing the real inner work. Like Once you do worth work, that's how I play with it and what I use, right, worth work, when did you stop believing that you were enough, right? What happened in your childhood? what religious organization were you influenced by what influences in general because there's all these little moments in time when we're younger that we don't realize and you know here's the other thing i need to say it doesn't have to be what therapy refers to as big t trauma right it doesn't have to be like deep abandonment or sexual abuse right it could it could have been as simple as both of your parents worked and you went to aftercare, and somewhere inside your little meaning-making childhood, underdeveloped, open subconscious mind, you went, well, maybe if I was a little bit more lovable or maybe if I was more enough, mommy would be home with me right now, right? And boom, a piece of your enoughness or lack of enoughness gets inserted right there, right? So we have to peel back the layers really, Alex, that's the answer. There isn't a, hey, here's three steps to eradicating your worth, wor- worth issues, you know? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is it, it's process. a process. A, well, it's a process, it's a beautiful process, right? Our purpose yeah. here is human and spiritual beings, healing, growing, expanding, over and over and over and over and over as we continue to step into the next evolution of who we are because she's always sitting there ready and waiting, right? Like your future self is yeah. like, come on, baby, Come on. <laughs> Let's stop the hustle. Let's release the control. Let's experience life in peace and ease. You know? It's
0: amazing. Yeah. 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 I love, It's like, there, there's so many things I could say about that. But, you know, as speaking from a place of, you know, having been a woman that I, I have been broken, like broken down. And I know many who listen to the show are, and, and many of us have experienced that on some, whatever level that is, but it's like being willing to go there and kind of sit in the crap and just look at, okay, how did I really get here? And then connect to like, who are we really? Cause it's, it's always this much more powerful, much more beautiful, much more resilient, like all the things, you know, who we really are and what we are capable of is so much bigger than we often give ourselves credit for. And mm-hmm. so it's like, we always play small inside mm-hmm. of this, you know, conversation that
1: begins in childhood or, you know, Absolutely. And, you know, playing small or hiding or shrinking is just as much of a sign that you need to do worth work as being condescending and overasserting your power is, right? There's all these different things that you can start to go, wow, okay, do I have worth work to do? By the way, trick question. The answer is yes. (laughs) Like we all do. If you're breathing and you're alive, you have wounds and you need to clear them up, right? But Mm -hmm. I think the interesting thing that you said that really brought something up for me is. You said, you know, what stops us from kind of going into that deeper place, right? Where we, where yeah. we, we have to excavate some shit that you might not want to see at first, right? Yeah. You have to be willing to find the honesty behind the honesty, what actually lies deep down underneath. And what is so interesting and ironic to me is the thing that stops us from doing that is also the thing that continues to drive your lack of worth, which is your self-judgment right? Because if we're digging in and we're having a session about it, and then all of a sudden, you know, I talk about it as a shitty committee, that self-judgment is like, oh my God, I can't believe this. And I can't believe I think like this. And how could I have this? And we start to like self-flatulate, right? That Mm -hmm. blocks us from wanting to go there. And that self-judgment is also the thing that keeps us living, keeps us living in a, um, in a lack of belief in ourselves, and in doubting our inherent worth. So it's like you're kind of, you're not responsible for how it starts to happen to you, but then you end up involuntarily perpetuating it until you hear a podcast like this, or you wake up a little bit to what's actually possible for you.
0: That's amazing. I'm over here having a bit of a coughing attack. So I'm going to jump in and let you keep going. But, um, <clears throat> you know, it's true. Like something has to impact you in a way that's going to trigger the desire to go there and the desire to start making that change. And like, my hope is just listening to this conversation will be that for women. But, you know, <clears throat> when we really speak into, like it's about creating a place, a safe space to have this conversation and to have that that process. And so do you have any advice or tips around, you know, if someone's listening to this and like, man, I don't even know how to like start basically like, mm-hmm. like where do I find the community? Where do I find the, the place to engage in this conversation? I don't know if that
1: makes sense, but um. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, really the first thing is like reach out to me. I would just say it directly. Like this is my, my purpose for being here on this earth and it's just, I feel so deeply blessed that I, it clicked for me, right? And I left my corporate life to drop into why I'm really here to do this. So reach out, right? We can have a conversation. There's tons of opportunities and there's so many beautiful humans that can help you with this work. It's not just me, but where to start, reach out and let's talk, right? There's, I have communities because yeah. it's all about, it's all about to your point, there has to be a sacredness to that space. Yeah, There has to, it has to be, you know, like totally loving and rallying and unconditional as like more unconditional love and acceptance than you've ever experienced in your life. So that you have the forum to be vulnerable enough for the work to work. Because if you don't, right. You, if you don't, (laughs) go deep enough. If you stay surface with your growth work and you're just like, oh, I'll just change a thought one d-, you know, for this day, and then I'll go back to the way I've been. It's nothing's really going to change. Right. We've got to right. go. It's like going deeper to live lighter is really oh, what I we need that. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Deeper
0: to live lighter. That's, that's huge. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of circling back to one of the things that you said, cause you, you said the, the deep, the the dark side of resiliency. And so I wanted to unpack that a little bit. Yeah, we've had I've had like the resiliency coach on here. So let's talk about what that
1: really is and how we move out of that. Oh, (laughs) Um, I love you. And I love (laughs) this question. So what what I mean by the dark side of resilience is there is a world where being too resilient is disempowering and unhealthy. Mm-hmm. because um, the dark set of resilience is where you, you know, notice something and then push it away and keep moving forward. You have emotion that starts to come up and you're like, nope, not today. And you zhuzh it down back into your you know, system and you keep mm-hmm. forging away. You go, oh, oh, I got to be strong for everybody right now. Okay. Then what are you doing? You are literally suppressing the expression of yourself and that's not okay it's, no. not okay. it's not okay. It When we are too resilient and we block our emotions from coming up or we push away moments of self-discovery that try to rise to the surface or we suck back the tears or we self-censor on what we were about to share from an actual like, oh, I have an opinion about this, right? Or, <laughs> we, or we try to like, which I have to say, I hate this more than anything. I have to be strong for everybody. No, you need to be human for everybody. That's what you need to do, right? Mm. So... What happens when we are too resilient is it creates a tremendous amount of emotional and energetic congestion in our systems, yeah. right? And then you start to think, well, oh my God, if I start to cry, I'll never, I'll never stop. Like, these are actual things my clients have said. Like, I'm just so, like afraid, like, will I ever stop crying? Yeah, you'll stop crying, I promise. Um, but your emotions don't just magically like seep out of the bottom of your feet. You have to allow yourself the space to release, whether that's screaming or crying or opening up. So that's what I mean by the dark side of resilience. And especially we're talking in the context of who we serve, right? We serve powerhouse women, whether you're a leader, a thought leader, an entrepreneur, a corporate leader, like the profile of a high achieving woman naturally lends itself to, no, I got this. And that's the slippery slope of the dark side of resilience. Yeah.
0: Okay. So I'm going to chime in just with a little of my own experience. Please. I'm like totally picking up what you're putting down. And so, you know, many listening to the show have heard my story of going through divorce and you know having abusive first marriage. And I was in that dark resilience place. I did not speak my feelings. I didn't. I wasn't in touch with my motions. I was just going. I was running a busy. You know, almost multi-million-dollar clinic, chiropractic clinic, in the process of all this, and I had a rolfer on my staff, and he worked on my jaw, and I'd been clenching my jaw for so long. I cried for three hours straight after he worked on it, and it just suddenly released all this stuff that I didn't want to let out. So even, at, you know, if you're listening to this, and you're like, I don't even know how to, you know, get myself to actually go there and deal with my emotions or cry. Like, there's there's ways and people who can help you. Just- do that they, they can make it happen for you but you know there's so much that happens in the release and just even on a, a health side like when we hold on to that stuff when we just like bear down and keep going and, and swallow these emotions and swallow all these things you know there's so much research that's tying like bitterness to cancer and unforgiveness and you know all of these things it starts to actually affect you physically and can lead to a bunch of symptoms and we don't normally
1: make that connection but it's it's like all of this stuff I oh I love this. Uh, you couldn't be more spot on. And I think the truth is, is that we don't want to make the connection because then we're going to have to take responsibility for taking care of our shit. Yeah. So we don't want to acknowledge the fact that number one, we're energy. We don't want to acknowledge the fact that our emotional suppression manifests in physical dis-ease right? I mean, that's the origin, as I'm sure you know and talk about somewhere. This disease is dis-ease. It is a lack of ease somewhere in the system and it manifests into a problem, right? And I will say this, this sits home for me. When I was 24 years old, I lost my mother to cancer. It started in her colon, went into her liver. She was 51 years old, didn't smoke, didn't drink. I mean, when you talk about this, she had the identical profile for what we're talking about and she knew it mm-hmm. towards the later years when she was diagnosed and because she started doing the inner work. I mean, Deepak Chopra used to call her on the phone. She was working the spiritual path. She was okay. microbiotic dieting. She was going back. She was doing all the work. Unfortunately, it was a little bit too late for her. Mm-hmm. She even acknowledged, right? I mean, she is the uh, daughter of a Holocaust survivor. The way that she oh, wow. was raised, there was a lot of there was a lot of anger and a lot of um, uh, like genetic passing down of, of certain yeah. things that absolutely um, manifested in her cancer. There's no there's no question about it, and she yeah. would she would agree if she was sitting here right now. That's amazing. And you know, we're
0: broaching on something I haven't talked a lot about on the show, but I've shared a little bit about I'm currently doing a PhD in integrative natural medicine that's based in quantum physics. And so like, Everything we're talking about right now is actually proven by quantum physics and just, you know, how we're connected, you know, it it basically explains the things we can't explain and, you know, the connectedness we all have in a consciousness and that stuff can be passed down. And so there's all these aspects of like energetically that affect
1: our health and our well-being and, you know, how we show up in the world. And now I'm getting all excited. No, I, I'm, I'm excited too, because, <laughs> but this is important too. It's the epigenetics, at which which yes. really takes us full circle around to what we're talking about here, which is your inner environment. That's, yes. the, that's the baseline of my work, right? How many hours of the day do you spend feeling the way you want to feel? That's a loaded, yes. fabulous question, <laughs> yes, because I, right, if you're going to tell, if you're spending any amount of, you know, listen, one hour cumulatively, okay, fine. But we're talking about the difference between a disempowering emotional state and an empowering emotional state. And the disempowering emotional states are control and anxiety and depression and boredom and frustration and nervousness and lack of worth and insecurity and all of those things. Whereas your empowering emotional states are ease and calm and joy and love and compassion and innovation and creativity, right? And playfulness. Mm-hmm even in me rattling off the list of those words, I guarantee you could sense a difference in how your body responded.
0: Oh yeah, I'm like, I want those, the ease I want want
1: that second thing she was talking about. (laughs) Right, right, but that's just, that's why it's all so connected, our inner environments, and we are responsible for that. That's our priority. As women, high achieving women, leaders, our priority is caring for our inner environment, caring for our energetics, Mm -hmm. paying attention to what we think, what we believe, what we speak, what we place our focus and attention on, and how we show up. Hugely. Hugely. Because it's really like, that's more, it's more like 90% is that and 10% is like execution.
0: Yeah. And you know, when we're not doing that, like how we show up, like we aren't in our power in leadership. We might be leading, but we're like dragging people along with us, or we're you know we're it's just it's incongruent. Something's not working. Like there's so many things that can go wrong, mm-hmm. and then it just spirals from there. To- so,
1: totally, totally, yeah. it is. It's like a, you know, I see a lot this kind of hustle, chase, frenetic energy. You know, it's kind of like this. Mm-hmm. Con- it's a constantness. It's like this constant go, 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 Let me make sure that my to-do lists have to-do lists because then I got it and then I'll be enough. And then, then everyone yeah. will see. And it's like, wait a minute. Your little girl is wanting to do everything but that. And we got to spend some time with her. It is so essential. And when you spend time with your little girl, your actual four, six, eight, nine-year-old self, when I say your little girl, as you're listening to us, whatever age immediately comes to you in your mind's eye, that's the age that we've got to go spend some time with. Yeah. She, she needs you. Right. And now all of a yes. sudden that's gives me the chills. And I do this work all day, every day because it's just <laughs> like, yes, come on, you guys, yeah. this is what we need to be doing. So
0: how would you, cause I've done some work like this, not directly with you, but you know, mm. what would be your just suggestions with how do you tap into that little girl at that age? You know, what things have you had clients do or what can be helpful in connecting to that piece mm-hmm. of ourselves?
1: So I love to do so. I'm also a hypnotherapist. So I do a rapid transformational hypnotherapy. It's a form of hypnotherapy. It's a specific method, uh, which yeah. is really magnificent. So that's something that I, that I do one-on-one. And I also do it at like my live events or in groups where we kind of go back to that moment in time, right. In a more yeah. drop in a more dropped in really accessing your subconscious. Just, it just feels like, um, a state of trance. Like, you know, if you've been wash, you wash a dish is a great example. So if you wash a dish and then you go dry it and you just sit there and you're like, oh my God, I've been drying this dish for like three minutes. Like, what am I doing? And you just don't even realize you're still wiping it. Or when you drive home the same route, you've always driven home and you pull into your driveway and you actually have that feeling like, how the hell did I get in my driveway? I don't remember driving the past 15 minutes. That is an example of being dropped into your subconscious. That's who's driving. And your conscious mind was just like, I don't know, on the phone or daydreaming or (laughs) something else. So when we drop you in so you can just access that and go back and talk to her and and relate to it. And you can even do it right now in your mind and body knows what you need to acknowledge. And if you tell yourself, like say, I give myself permission, I'm going to use this information and data for good. I'm going to use it to help myself, right? Help me access that. Journaling is a great way to kind of tap into it. Yeah. And you, you want to be able to really dig in based on what is it that's not right in your life? Where are you not feeling like this area is a 10? Where have you been efforting but not really getting anywhere? Where do you feel insecure? What are the messages of yourself to- Who does that sound like? Is that your mother? Is it your grandmother? Is it the kid on the playground? Like what, what's going on? Right. So it's not Mm -hmm. like a direct answer, but it's just this beautiful journey of number one, giving yourself the permission to and allowing it because that's really everything. And once you do that, it'll start just like popping up kind of left and right for you to start to play with. Awesome.
0: I love all good suggestions and just, yeah, I love that, you know, whatever your struggling
1: with right now, or or like it's
0: on your mind, kind of working backwards to, okay. Right.
1: Like if you like, let's use an example of um, visibility, right? Because it's a big thing for every woman in general. yeah, yeah. Uh, Especially if you're a leader, because visibility is a critical component to your inner and outer success. Mm -hmm. So when you think about being visible, if all of a sudden the voices in your head are saying, but they might laugh at you or what if they don't like you, You know, you start to listen to what your mind is offering you. That resistance is an indication of the deeper beliefs that you hold, right? So that Mm -hmm. means somewhere down there, we've got a little fear of rejection going on. Maybe we have a little bit of a fear of what people are going to think, right? So playing into that so that you can understand it and then do the work to go, okay, well, what happened to me? It's probably the most profound question you can ask yourself. What happened to me? that created who I'm being or what I think or what I believe or what I tolerate for myself. That's another big sign of worth work. Right. I remember I was in a a sociopathic relationship after I had my daughter Um, and I lost, I I was a year where I lost myself. I didn't, I was not a semblance of forget about the woman I am now because I'm different than I was four years ago when I started this work, but I, I was, it was, it was like, I was possessed. Okay, let's just put it that way. I was taken yeah. over. Yeah. And that was when I went to do the work afterwards and I only got out of it because my sister loved me enough to say, if you continue this relationship, I will never speak to you again. And she's my best friend in the world. And I was like, oh, okay. And I literally handed her my phone and I was like, I need, I'm gonna go into detox and I'm just gonna figure out how the hell. And I literally say to myself, how did you get here? What yeah. allowed you to tolerate this? And when I drilled it down and was willing to be honest and non-judgmental, and it makes me emotional to this day, I wasn't honoring myself. I was letting the flags just flare up in my face and do nothing because I wasn't valuing me. So how am I ever supposed to have anyone around me who is valuing me if I'm not valuing me? It's not the sociopath's fault. It's mine to own. That's
0: huge. Thank you for, for sharing yeah. that. that. That just hit me too. Um, with similar stories. But, you know, and this, this theme keeps coming up in our conversation, and that is responsibility. And, you know, that we, and there, there's like so much fear in that, and there's also so much power because when we can actually be responsible for ourselves and whether it's our health or how we show up in the world or our relationships or, you know, bad things that have happened to us. And this gets a little hairy with, you know, like trauma and abuse and some of the stuff that it's, it's hard to, you know, it's not like there it's quick to make it our fault. Right. But we're, we're going crazy places, but you know, finding that place where you can take responsibility gives you so much power and freedom.
1: Oh God. Okay. Yeah. So this is so good. I want to talk to you for days, but long today. It's good. It's good. Uh, we know everybody has time right now, so it's all good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, the first thing is I want to go back to um, when something happens to us. I'm just saying that so I don't forget. Okay. But first, yeah. Your ability to take radical personal responsibility is a requirement for you to step up as a leader you want to be. Right? Your ability to really take 100% ownership, not just when something went the way you wanted it to, but especially when you fell on your face or it didn't work out, right? Mm-hmm. That's, when you, that's when loving yourself shows up. That's when honoring your worth shows up. That's when giving yourself grace shows up. That, you are responsible for all of it. And like the subtitle of my book is because you are the problem and the solution. And that's exactly what I mean. And at first people were, I got a lot of people being very angry and upset. Like I'm not the problem. I'm like, okay, well, whenever you're ready to realize that what I'm saying is truth, you will, you will then drop into the highest level of freedom you've ever felt in your lifetime, because then you realize, "Well, well, wait a minute, if I am the problem, which finally I'm okay with, that also means I'm the solution. Which means I don't need to wait on anything or anyone outside of me to change, shift, grow, make a different move ever. Yes. I am golden, right? It's like, yes, give it to me more. So, yeah, you're responsible for healing your trauma. You're responsible for growing. You're responsible for your stress. You're responsible for your anxiety. You're responsible for all of it. And when you do that, the reason why it's so effective. Not only because you can access your power to make new choices, but when you are responsible for something, you bring it toward you, right? Mm -hmm. Which means you're no longer resisting it. If we resist, let's just use stress as the example. So many people want to say, "I'm, I'm stressed because of this. He made me feel this. She made me feel. That is just... That's victimhood, people. So, yeah, uh, right? Yeah. What we resist, this is a very, very popular personal growth uh, quote, what we resist persists. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you resist taking responsibility for your stress, you will continue to have lots of it. If you resist taking responsibility for your fear and anxiety, you will have lots of it. Right? So, yes. yeah, clearly I have yes. a very bold opinion on radical responsibility. There's a whole chapter of it in my book. Um, here's the thing I want to say about stuff that happens to us, because I agree, and I've moved through this too, right? You and I have yeah. seen a lot and we've experienced a lot. There is a difference between being victimized and living a life in victimhood, right? That's a
0: huge distinction. Yeah. It's
1: massive. And we need to be discussing it more. You are not responsible for being victimized. Those things should have never happened to you. Nobody deserves them, right? But they happen nonetheless. Where your responsibility in the matter turns on is healing it and Mm -hmm. releasing it. So your power isn't with it anymore. So you can be done carrying it through your life, having it as this massive, disempowering, defining moment.
0: Yes. It's literally like a yoke around your neck that's Mm -hmm. dragging you down. And Mm -hmm. there's, you know, as we've been talking about this and I'm all about this, like there's so much freedom in when we are able to take that yoke off and just set it down. And there's different ways to access that and do that. And like, but you have to be willing to take the first step and recognize like, you have the ability to take it off. You don't yeah. have to stay there.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that's where you're either becoming a victim of your circumstances. That's victimhood. That's Now we've moved through the victimization, which we all agree with. We're all on the same page there. Yeah. And then you either, you're either become a victim to all the circumstances that have occurred in your life, which, by the way, will always keep you um, anchored to those memories and experience and absolutely block your ability to experience more or different in your future, because you're essentially, by virtue of not releasing it, you are making the choice to carry it like a backpack through the rest of your existence. Exactly. Why? Why would we do that to ourselves?
0: It, it makes no sense when we put it like that. And yet, right. so many of us stay stuck. Mm-hmm. and can't see past, you know, it's like we get blinders on and we can only see so far. So it's conversations like this that I love because it brings new perspective and
1: can widen those blinders totally. and open you up to a whole new world of possibility that you exactly. didn't know was there. Exactly. It's just like one little crack open of the window and you're like, whoa, what's that fresh air out there? I'm yeah. going to go check that out.
0: It's huge. I love it. It is huge. So we could talk about this for probably days, as you said. (laughs) (laughs) uh, For those listening that are like, I need – need more. Cause this, this isn't like, you know, this isn't a conversation where we can just rattle off, you know, here's five things to go do. Right. <laughs> um, so, like, where can they get more? Obviously you have a book. So let's, let's I tell do. people. I do, I
1: do. I uh, do. So worthy human because you are the problem. And the solution is on Amazon. Uh, you can get hardcover, you can get a uh, paperback ebook and the audio book I read, which I'm getting great awesome. feedback on. So you, you get my loving, directness, as I like to say, like I yell at you, but I yell at you because I love you so much. And I believe in you. <laughs> so I, like, I don't even, you know, and I'm saying this to you, hear me, beautiful human that's listening to this. I, I do. I genuinely love you. I believe in you. I know how capable you are. Right. So yeah. I, I yell at you because I need you to wake up. Right. And we need more of that because I just want to make sure you know how much love I come from. So Worthy Human is a great thing to access. Um, TheLitFactor.com is my website. So you can reach me on there, check out tons of, it's filled with all kinds of fun stuff. And it's The Lit Factor with two Ts, L-I-T-T. And uh, something brand new is just being announced. uh, And it's called The Elevation Experience. And it is a seven day live micro course that starts on April 26th. And you can enroll in that. uh, Go to elevatewithtracy.com and you'll get all the info. Awesome. Awesome. I think I'm checking that out. Oh yeah, come (laughs) hang out. It's going to be amazing. And it's also the, it's the entry point to my private premier Facebook group just for women leaders and entrepreneurs. So that we have that. You asked in the beginning, where do we have a safe space? That's what I'm cultivating. Awesome. Super
0: powerful. So any, you know, parting, thoughts words of wisdom we might get off on another tangent that's okay (laughs) (laughs) um well
1: you know you you are enough you really are you're enough you always have been you always will be like you were born every bit lovable pure significant you matter you're worthy and you wake up like that so if you were to just play along with me and just believe me for long enough to allow yourself to feel what it would actually be like in your daily life if you were like, yep, I'm already enough. How much more we can feel good? How many more choices would skew you in the direction of empowered states of being? How much more you would use your voice and speak your mind? How many more boundaries you would not only set but actually enforce? the way that you would show up in the fullest expression, dancing for no reason, enjoying your life. That's what's available to all of us. Really being who we are. God. Isn't that the point? Yeah.
0: And I've got like I've got chills over here.
1: So (laughs) I'm like, I'm crying. Like I'm I'm, I'm too. I'm getting (laughs) this. It's not just the being in the house for a thousand days it's really because our conversation is that good (laughs) and
0: with that you know I just want to say I so appreciate you taking the time to have this conversation with me and just show up you know you always come out energetic and authentic and the love and the, the passion and the power just all come through in such a big way so I really appreciate you taking the time to share it with me and with this audience
1: and thank you for having me. I'm I'm so excited to get to know you and be able to know you forever now, which is such a beautiful thing about the relationships we get to forge, uh, you know, a, as business owners. So
0: yeah, yeah. So Tracy Lit, everyone. So, thank you, thank you. Thank Mwah. you. <laughs> thank you for tuning in to Rejuvenated Women, impeccable health for high-performing women, where we provide you with the tools, information, and inspiration you need to transform from overwhelmed, overworked, and overweight to vibrant, energetic, and on fire. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a review. Each month, I'll select one lucky reviewer to receive a special impeccable health sample kit from me. Also, I don't want to be working with you on your health only once or twice a week. I want to be in this conversation and in the trenches with you every single day. I invite you to join me in my private Facebook group for high-performing women who are ready to transform their health and lives called the Tribe of Rejuvenated Women. There you'll have access to free trainings, a community of like-minded women from around the world, and even more information, inspiration, and motivation to transform your health and become vibrant, energetic, and on fire. Until next time, remember to keep putting yourself first so that you can better serve the ones you love and the things you are passionate about.